Welcome to the November 2022 news episode of Turning Season Podcast, coming to you every new moon and full moon, your regular dose of active hope in the great turning. Listen in for news and deep conversations about our adventure toward a life-honoring, life-sustaining way of being human on Earth. This show is for every one of you who's awake to our multiple crises, feels your love for life on Earth, and chooses to participate in cultivating ways of life we can believe in, making a life-honoring present even in the face of an uncertain future. I'm your host, Leilani Navar. I'm a facilitator of the work that reconnects, an acupuncturist and dream worker, and a believer in the power of conversation. This podcast is one way the great turning happens through me. Welcome and thank you for being here. Joanna Macy has described three dimensions of the great turning. One, the holding actions that protect and slow down damage to the web of life. Two, fostering life-sustaining systems, or Gaian systems, which are new and remembered, life-affirming and life-sustaining ways of life. And three, shifts in consciousness. These are the ways our worldviews and mindsets need to adjust to be able to keep these more life-sustaining ways of living going. Here's some news from each one of the three dimensions. In the holding actions dimension, I would like to mention the protests currently happening in Iran as people chant Zan, Zendagi, Azadi, Women, Life, Freedom. Rather than attempt to deliver you news about the events unfolding in Iran, which you can find from many sources as things progress, I would like to share some words with you from an Iranian woman protesting in Iran. Many people who are from Iran or who have family there are not sharing their stories or thoughts publicly for safety reasons. And since I am not in danger of those kinds of consequences, one thing I can do is share some of these words anonymously. They speak to how the great turning is taking place right now and how the type of practices we do in the work that reconnects, which is the collection of teachings and group practices begun by Joanna Macy, how these practices support this courageous woman internally and in community. These words were shared with me by Lydia Violet Haratunian, founder, teacher, and facilitator at the School for the Great Turning. And I quote, I see the great turning. I see it in people's eyes. Today I was looking at people for a moment, just observing their eyes. Their eyes were shining with determination, love for our world, power. The police were beating and killing us in the streets, but still their eyes were shining even when we were running for our lives. I could see shifts in consciousness, holding actions, and Gaian structures all in one place happening all around me, and for a moment, even through the fear in our bones, I could see that we are shifting for the next generations to come. And I remembered that practice we did together. And throughout the rest of the time, I kept my three generations from now with me while walking. It was powerful. I know that they will kill so many of us, and it could be shut down so cruel and so scary. Yet moments like this make me believe we are shifting and turning and we will win our freedom one day. End quote. Zan, Zandagi, Azadi. Women, 
life, freedom. Turning to life-sustaining systems. In many places in North America right now, fire stewardship of forests is being reintegrated. This longtime indigenous practice is one of countless life-honoring, life-sustaining approaches to living as an integral part of a thriving ecosystem, an approach that was nearly eliminated, and indigenous people are now sharing their knowledge with forest tenders in the historically colonizing mainstream society. A recent article in Yes! magazine highlighted the University of Minnesota Cloquet Forestry Center bringing fire back to the local forest, which had its first prescribed burn in 20 years this spring. The trees in this area are over 200 years old, and they had many fires in the first 100 years of their lives, but have had very little fire in the second 100 years. The University of Minnesota and the Fond du Lac community have signed an agreement to formalize a collaboration to bring back fire stewardship. The local Anishinaabe peoples and the Forestry Center have been building relationships for the past six years, coming together for listening sessions, ceremonial feasts, planning meetings, and knowledge sharing. At the Forestry Center, there is an intentional effort to incorporate traditional ecological knowledge without attempting to appropriate it. This knowledge comes down from countless generations of Great Lakes Anishinaabe people who have cared for the lands across what's now known as North Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, and parts of Canada. The landscape used to be fire-adapted and even fire-dependent. European settlers completely stopped the practice of planned, controlled burns, and for decades fostered a public anti-fire sentiment. This has endangered the forests as whole ecosystems and particular species of trees like the red pine, which depends on fire to regenerate. Preventing fire altogether also endangers indigenous lifeways, language, and culture by preventing traditional management of hunting lands and preparation of traditional sites for berry gathering, and by leaving untold the stories and wisdom that in the past were cued by the presence of fire. Now, prescribed burns are returning to places like the Cloquet Forestry Center and Stockton Island in Lake Superior, as well as in California and other areas around the continent, in collaborative relationship between indigenous peoples, what we can call mainstream settler culture, and the living land. Visit the show notes for this episode at turningseason.com episode 24 for a link to the Yes! magazine article about this subject and two articles from the Cloquet Forestry Center, which also include an important discussion of the University of Minnesota and the Forestry Center being on stolen land and efforts to return the land to indigenous caretakers and collective tribal ownership. As for shifts in consciousness, what a wonderful and necessary shift to see Robin Wall Kimmerer, author of the book Braiding Sweetgrass, Indigenous Wisdom, Scientific Knowledge, and the Teachings of Plants, awarded a MacArthur Foundation Genius Grant, and to see her touring widely, speaking at educational and community events around the U.S. and the world. Speaking recently at Brown University to a packed hall, she continued to water the seeds of a consciousness of reciprocity. I want to share with you some of her words from that evening, that nurture this shift in consciousness. She said, 
One of the things that concerns me about a lot of environmental messaging is that it's so fear-based. We don't always act upon it, but we know how to love each other and be grateful for each other and be in reciprocity with each other. We can extend those human gifts to our non-human relatives. I think we're in this place because we haven't loved the land enough. What needs to change is a greater expanse of how we channel that love. She talked about a project called Helping Forests Walk, which is taking place where she works at the State University of New York in the College of Environmental Science and Forestry. The project pairs university scholars with local indigenous people to learn to safely, successfully move plants from one place to another to increase their resilience and support their proliferation, protecting them from dying out as the climate warms. Kimmerer said, We can move at the speed of climate change to help our relatives who can't. We have gifts as human people that we can give back to the living world. A central theme of Robin Wall Kimmerer's writing is reciprocity. Her book, Braiding Sweetgrass, has been on the New York Times bestseller list for more than two years. If you haven't read it yet, I highly recommend it. She invites a deep shift in consciousness for people raised in mainstream modern Western culture where we were taught that humans struggle to survive in a hostile environment, or an environment that needs to be tamed, or that human nature is to be out of balance with nature, and nature being something that doesn't include humans, that we're sort of parasitic and the world might be better off without us. Instead, Robin Wall Kimmerer invites us to see the gifts we are given and the gifts we can give to feel mutual love between ourselves and the living world that sustains us and that we sustain. For me, this is also a stark contrast to the tone that can come along with environmentalist messaging that essentially makes us feel guilty for wanting, having, producing, consuming, participating in the economy, and urges us to simply do and have less. This focus on reciprocity brings my attention instead to gratitude for what I have, what I produce and consume, and to consider how I can receive these gifts and reciprocate to the web of life that makes them possible. In this depth of grateful receiving and loving reciprocity, I might do and have less, and that might be a wonderful thing, but not out of guilt and fear, out of love. Come to the show notes at turningseason.com slash episode 24 for a link to the book Braiding Sweetgrass, which is also available as an audiobook read by Robin Wall Kimmerer, and it really is a pleasure to listen to her voice, and to find a link to the article about her appearance in the panel discussion at Brown University. Thank you for listening today. You'll hear from me again on the full moon in December. In the meantime... If you know someone who would appreciate this or one of the conversation episodes, please share it with them. You can send them the link to turningseason.com, or if you're listening on a podcast platform like Spotify or Apple, click the little share icon and text or email the episode to them. Visit turningseason.com slash episode 24 to see the links to these stories and also to connect. I would love to hear from you in the comments. You can also sign up there to receive emails every time a new episode is released so we can stay in touch. All right, until the next full moon, thank you again for listening and for all the ways 
you play your part.